Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hey, everyone. This is Tom Salemi. Welcome back. This is the OIS Podcast. I apologize for not uh, sending out a podcast the last couple of weeks. We're in a bit of a conference crunch time. In addition to OIS at ASCRS, we've got uh, three other events going on, including two this week. So uh, we are tied up a bit on the event side of things, but we'll resume our OIS podcast schedule in just a couple of weeks. But I did want to share this conversation I had with Patrick Mooney, the VP and head of Novartis's Eye Care franchise in the U.S. Uh, we, we spoke this morning. Novartis obviously uh, has made a lot of news. The Alcon spinoff, of course, uh, was headlines last month. And just last week, it was announced that Novartis would acquire the uh, former Shire ophthalmology franchise from Takeda. So big news for Novartis. I talked with Patrick about uh, his move into eye care, but then, of course, how the Alcon spinout and the acquisition of Shire will impact Novartis going forward. And we also talked about Novartis's future. Basically, are they done acquiring yet? So I know you'll enjoy this conversation. And of course, don't forget to register for OIS at ASRS. That's happening on July 25th in Chicago. Go to OIS.net to register. Now let's hear from Patrick Mooney of Novartis. Patrick Mooney, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Thanks, Tom. Glad to be here. So you've got a lot of news to talk about, or we have a lot of news to talk about. Uh, Novartis has been very, very busy uh, bringing in new properties and uh, and separating from some older ones, and I want to cover all that territory. But first, I'd love to uh, find out how you found your way uh, into eye care and uh, over to Novartis. Wow, great. Thanks. Um, you're right. Absolutely been a busy uh, couple of weeks here, and we've been uh, obviously rebuilding and transforming our franchise here at Novartis. So happy to talk about it today. You know, my journey into eye care started 20 years ago, actually. Uh, I was uh, fresh out of school in banking, outside sales positions, and uh, Alcon called me and said, um, hey, we've got a great uh, sales position. Are you interested? And so we went back and forth for about six months and Finally uh, joined, I made the wise decision and started out as a sales rep in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. That was 20 years ago. So uh, over the years, lots of opportunity within Alcon, uh, both domestically and internationally, uh, sales, management, marketing, uh, international experiences. I spent some time in Asia and China and Thailand and then came back into our surgical division in uh, the U.S. And so over the years, um, great opportunities within. And then Novartis obviously acquired Alcon in 2011 and made the transition uh, into Novartis and much bigger uh, organization, lots of resources. And it's been an exciting journey to obviously transform and rebuild our portfolio and now, obviously, with the recent Alcon spin, this is a great opportunity for both companies to focus in on what we do best. Yeah, it must be an interesting experience to watch uh, Alcon spin out and you remain a Novartis. But just going back to the, the shift over to, to Alcon, uh, what was the uh, connection to eye care, to what you were doing in banking? How, how did... Uh... How did they come to know of you and how did you come to know you wanted to be in that space? Absolutely zero connection. I think that's the irony. Um, some of my colleagues uh, had passed my name along, frankly, to one of the recruiters. And I think it was just uh, time, serendipity, a little bit of luck. I was in the right city at the right time. And so 
um, somehow my name got to the recruiters and said, hey, we should uh, we should talk to this guy. So I find it um, really uh, fortunate for me. It's been an amazing journey. I didn't have eye care issues or needs, you know, growing up or as a young adult. And so uh, just the fact that I found myself in that space at the right time, um, it was an exciting opportunity for me to learn something about uh, an area of the uh, senses that most of us fear and certainly don't want to lose our sight. And I was just kind of fascinated by the by the opportunity and and really the company back then 20 years ago alcom obviously was a fast-paced growing company always you know one of the best companies to work for and uh and uh, the top uh, business journals and so to me it was a uh, an opportunity to do something really exciting in healthcare and and it was a great transition for me out of banking into something that i felt which was uh, you know much more endearing and something i could be proud of to do every day Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a much more hands-on. You actually see the benefits. Of it. You know what you're selling. You have a product to sell. I have to think it just feels more more real. Yeah, much uh, more tangible. Absolutely. So, what was the? Let's go back to the uh, the acquisition of Alcon by Novartis for a second. What was that experience like from your point of view? You know, it was uh, exciting, and you know, I think all of us were a little bit curious as well. Novartis, a huge company in in lots of disease states, and looking at uh, which was primarily an eye care company. Back then, Alcon obviously had a pharmaceutical portfolio, uh, surgical equipment, uh, and instrumentation portfolio, as well as contacts and contact lenses. And this was really a merger of uh, two great companies focused in on transforming medicine and uh, care for patients. And so I, I think we were fascinated by some of the early intrigue about having a large parent, deep pockets. Uh, big time investments and they make big bets, which was really a transition from Alcon. I think Alcon was uh, hands on in the trenches, um, listening to customers. You, you know, the, the history started with two pharmacists um, wanting to do a better job of compounding medicines for ophthalmic use. And so the, here was a company that was born out of listening to customers and making sure that uh, the eye care professionals that cared for patients got what they needed. And it started with, you know, simple compounded form, uh, form, formulations, uh, moving into then uh, obviously some surgical acquisitions um, with uh, IOLs and surgical instrumentation. And it really grew from there. So kind of looking specifically at both ophthalmologists and optometrists and, and listening to what they need to take care of patients, most of the product portfolio was built from there. You know, Novartis coming in was a great opportunity to say, where can we go from here with larger investments? Could we be early in the development and innovation pipeline, which takes a lot more resources, uh, a lot of heavy bets early on? And obviously, they don't all pan out. I think Alcon took a more focused approach, some of our pharmaceuticals uh, with more of a fast follower type of approach. And so, you know, for me and a company I had been at for, you know, 15, 16 years, it was an opportunity to say, great, let's take this to another level and and get on the front end and be first to market or first in class on therapies rather than a fast follower, at least on the pharmaceutical side. How seamless for you was the shift from uh, being an Alcon person uh, to then moving over to Novartis and, and how closely um, integrated the two cultures become? Because I, I would imagine they're very different companies with very different cultures. You're absolutely right. Different companies, different cultures. Um, you know, even for me, I, th I think it was, you know, it was a challenge uh, early on to say, great, how do we get all of this done? Uh, Novartis, uh, vastly more well-resourced, uh, larger teams. And so some of the even early integration work 
uh, it was a lot of the same Alcon folks dealing with uh, a much bigger organization. And so just trying to, um, you know, increase uh, the things that we thought about, longer range uh, strategies and planning, all of that needed to be heightened. And so what what I experienced early on was, um, you know, an eye opening, forgive the pun, experience of, uh, of deeper, bigger project planning. And Novartis was excellent at it. No, Alcon was was good, but not at the level of Novartis. And so I think business planning improved. Uh, our resources and allocation were more thoughtful, uh, longer range planning. And and frankly, some of the decisions we were making, um, you know, I think we're, we're hard both on internally the, the organization as well as customers. And I think it took us a good probably three to five years, if I'm just being honest, uh, because customers didn't always understand what we were doing, uh, even though we were trying to separate uh, business from, from some of the transactions and separating pharmaceuticals from medical devices. If you, if you look back now, you can see this was, um, was, was, this was a well-orchestrated um, plan of let's focus in on what we each do best. Uh, Novartis is an innovative medicines company. And Alcon is a uh, med tech, uh, capital equipment, uh, medical device company. And those are our core competencies for both companies. And so while it might have been a challenge and, and certainly a growth opportunity, both internally and externally, it, it, it has been an amazing journey over the last, I would say, six years. And, and now, I'm, you know, I'm very proud to stay where I started with Alcon, which was on the pharmaceutical side and going through this journey over the 20 years. Uh, I'm thrilled to be where I am and can continue this innovative medicines uh, quest that I've been on for 20 years. So how should we look at the spin-out? I'd like to talk about the impact of that. I mean, it, you, you mentioned it took that number of years to sort of the, the two organizations to uh, to understand each other and, and work as well together as they did. Then for the last two or three years, we've been talking about the future of Alcon, the spin-out. Uh, so it seems as if once things sort of started settled down, then there was a discussion about perhaps separate paths are, are better. Uh, is this, a, I know this is, the decision was made above your pay grade, but do you see this as a, as a indication that the, the marriage didn't work or that these two very separate organizations just would work better independently? How should we view the spin out from, uh, from the outside? I think you should view it as um, two good companies being allowed to focus in on what we each do best. Uh, I would not say at all this wasn't a marriage that didn't work. This early on was um, this was an opportunity for Novartis to diversify their portfolio, invest in the things that Alcon wanted to do. Uh, if you if you look carefully at all the acquisitions Alcon did last year, they wouldn't have been able to likely do all of those acquisitions without the support of Novartis. So. What I see is a really strong parent that uh, was was absolutely committed to eye care and making sure that both companies would be better off uh, early on this strategy of focusing on what we each do best. Novartis Innovative Medicines, Alcon Innovative um, you know, Medical Devices and Capital Equipment. Um, what I see is a strategic investment, very focused all along to say, let's make sure both companies can do really well. And it took a parent like Novartis seeing it early and making those uh, those investments over time. Not every company would have done that. Uh, and I think mm -hmm. this is part of the journey and realization for me early on to say, th this is going to be better for patients, for customers, and for each company to play where they play best. 
So what opportunities and what challenges does the Alcon spin out present for you now that you're heading up iCare at Novartis? Yeah, great question. I get asked often, you know, who's Alcon, who's Novartis, who are you, meaning our team, the Novartis uh, team. When we uh, took on the legal entity change in 2017, uh, the effective Novartis uh, eye care team took in all of the uh, ophthalmic formulations. And so anything that was legacy Alcon medically, topically became Novartis assets. But we had a bit of an identity crisis, frankly. Uh, we called ourselves the Alcon Pharma uh, franchise. And so it was a little bit um, confusing, I would say, internally and even to customers. And now, obviously, Alcon is a standalone company. We've gone through the journey internally ourselves and helping our own associates understand what does it mean to be part of Novartis and even changing our name internally to be Novartis. Uh, externally, we had to change our name to be Novartis instead of Alcon Pharma just to help ourselves um, be clear on what it is that we're doing as an innovative medicines team. Yes, we're focusing on eye care, but this has been a uh, internal journey as well. Uh, getting the culture right internally in our team specifically mm -hmm. so that they understand who Novartis is, the commitment uh, and the deep investments that we've made over the last two years. Uh, it's been significant within eye care. And so to me, it's been uh, it's been a fun journey and a challenge to make sure that, um, you know, internally our team gets it right so that more, more importantly, uh, optometrists and ophthalmologists know who Novartis is because we don't have that legacy here in the U.S. We have a great legacy under the Alcon name. However, all of them uh, externally, I think, are curious to say, who are you? And in retina, obviously, we're building a presence there. But in the anterior segment space and in glaucoma, I think the Alcon name goes uh, much further. Obviously, there's a deep heritage there. And right now, we're um, we're branding ourselves and making sure that our customers know who is Novartis, and we are absolutely serious and committed to eye care. Mm. Well, let, that might then bleed into our next topic, which, of course, is the news of the day, this Shire acquisition. I mean, that certainly does give you, uh, Shire has built, a, in a very short time, I think, a very strong presence in, in eye care. Is, uh, is that part of the reason for the, for the acquisition, and, and how will Shire fit into what you're doing at Novartis? Yeah, so as you know, uh, Takeda acquired Shire, and, and uh, that was part of their journey as well. Shire um, did, did an amazing uh, feat of being the first company to really prove you can register a brand uh, signs and symptoms of dry eye uh, through the FDA. Many have tried, and, and most have failed to, to actually achieve such a label. And so Takeda, obviously, as, uh, as a smaller company buying a, a larger company, obviously, uh, they need to focus as well. And so early on, we were uh, hoping that uh, there might be a chance to pick up uh, the Zydra uh, brand in, in the team. And uh, frankly, it's an opportunity for Novartis to strengthen our leadership in ophthalmic pharmaceuticals. Uh, we're, we're big today. It's not a well-described or studied business. Uh, most of the Novartis uh, discussions you know, reside in oncology and cardiology and immunology, but uh, the the pharmaceutical portfolio specific to eye care is, is, at least in the U.S., was not well discussed. And I think this changes things for us. It, it really puts Novartis on the map for being uh, ultra serious about uh, eye care and bringing innovative therapies into our portfolio. Uh, we have seven promoted brands today that uh, we serve ophthalmologists and optometrists. 
uh, we are number one or number two in every category in brands that we compete in today, with the exception of dry eye. And so this acquisition is really an opportunity for us to strengthen our leadership in the ophthalmic pharmaceutical space and uh, obviously build a, uh, a fundamental groundwork uh, for our future launches that are deeply rooted in, in the anterior segment space, specifically presbyopia, uh, dry eye, and ocular surface pain. Do you know what the plan is for the Shire Ophthalmology Group? Uh, will folks outside of the company see any changes to personnel, sales teams, or executives? Well, the, uh, the, the proposed, obviously, the agreement that we've agreed to, uh, obviously, pending closing, lots of uh, regulatory approvals in the, in the coming months. But um, beyond closing, uh, let's assume all that goes through. Um, we anticipate, obviously, the, the asset and all of the folks. There's roughly 400 folks uh, at Takeda today that were part of uh, the, the Zydra portfolio and management team. Uh, all of those folks, those 400, transition in this deal as well. And so we look forward to obviously closing. We'll have the global rights. We'll have the full team. And then uh, looking forward to putting the, the, the right people on the right positions uh, so that both companies can win here. And you mentioned in your, your previous answer the the the, the uh, presence you already have both in ophthalmologist office but also optometrist office. How does this acquisition, if it's approved, uh, impact that? Because obviously Shire is well represented in the optometrist office. Uh, how does this change Novartis's yeah. approach, or or does this just reinforce what you're already doing? Uh, great question. I uh, I think Shire did a tremendous job of establishing themselves. Obviously, new to the eye care space. Uh, they did a lot of things really well, in fact, better than most, in my opinion. Um, they made sure that they understood the core customers. Um, today, if you look at uh, TRXs, about 60% of the Zydra prescriptions are written by optometrists, and they understood that early on. And I think you know, the legacy Alcon team, uh, which I'm part of that after 20 years, and 60% uh, of our current field force at Novartis actually came from legacy Alcon. It's an important nuance, and it's important to get the sentiment right and making sure that we are serving both professions, optometry and ophthalmology, uh, well. And I would say traditionally Shire has done this incredibly well. Novartis um, is aware. I think we've we've made some some missteps here um, recently just in terms of how we've branded ourselves. But externally, it's very clear. Uh, my vision is that we're known as Novartis. Uh, we're not Novartis ophthalmology. We're not Novartis optometry. We're Novartis. And we serve both professions, and you're going to see the Novartis eye care team step up significantly in our presence in both optometry and anterior segment meetings, regardless of profession. Terrific. Now, let's talk about the, the rest of the franchise. I mean, you've got uh, programs in retinal disease and, and gene therapy is something you're working on as well. And, and we saw you make the large uh, Encore acquisition a couple of years ago in Presbyopia. Can you give us an update on uh, programs in some of those spaces? Sure. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Just over, I would say, two years, uh, just with cash outlays, we're over $5 billion in, in acquisitions, uh, which is wow. probably more, more prolific than, uh, than most. Um, so we've made a huge investment in eye care. And I, and I think it's important. Uh, you noted it. Obviously, it started in February of 2017 with the acquisition of Encore Vision. Um, that program, UNR 844, is is in phase two right now. It's uh, it's it's effectively a pharmacological agent uh, designed to treat presbyopia. 
Uh, we're really excited about it. Obviously, I'm at that age and would love to get rid of the readers myself. Um, Amen. But this is a, a, a yeah, right. This is a phase two asset, and I think it's appropriate to, to just state that out loud. And, and we'll know more, obviously, as we finish the phase two program. But um, uh, we look forward to uh, having a better understanding of that by end of year. But that could potentially be uh, game, obviously game changing for patients and for Novartis. And then beyond that, uh, in in anterior segment, we have uh, programs both for dry eye and ocular surface pain. Dry eye being ECF 843. Um, you saw that uh, April of 17, the acquisition of uh, the Lubris asset. Uh, Lubricin is effectively a um, recombinant form of uh, human Lubricin. Uh, so obviously some interesting biologic uh, type of effects there for dry eye and and that too is in phase two as well. And then behind it, we have uh, SAF uh, 312 for ocular surface pain. It's a topical uh, type of therapeutic there. So clearly some some deep uh, programs all in phase two, but a, a real commitment to uh, to the anterior segment and ocular surface here. And these all could be uh, really exciting potential blockbusters for Novartis. And final question, just going forward, uh, we've talked about how busy you've been. How busy might you be in the future? Are you uh, are you done? Are you full for now in terms of acquiring new new companies, or are you on the prowl for more? Is anyone ever done? I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's a fair question. <laughs> we've been we've been really busy, but um, you know, I think we've got a uh, a mindset that you know we're kind of agnostic about where innovation or good science comes from. Um, to me, it's it could be internal, it could be external, but I think one of the one of the um, abilities to to maintain the broadest portfolio is to make sure that you're continually looking for transformative treatments, whether it's in refractive or ocular surface disease, rare diseases, uh, regenerative medicines, retina, doesn't matter. These are four core areas that that we're going to continue to look at. And Novartis has been very um, bold and, and open about, you know, we plan to spend as a company globally, 10 billion a year in, in M&A to, to make sure that we are insourcing the uh, the right transformative treatments. So we're going to continue our search um, in, in all therapeutic areas, but specifically eye care as well. So no, we're not done. Uh, I don't know if, if we ever plan to be done, but I think uh, <laughs> for me, it's a, exciting to be in this, you know, space that we all love for 20 years and starting with a company like Alcon and now uh, being able to lead the, the U.S. team and have a direct hand in, in looking for, evaluating, and finding these transformative medicines, whether they come from our uh, Institute of Biomedical Research in Cambridge or externally, it does not matter. Uh, we just are intent on, uh, on on being that broadest for, portfolio and being the leader in eye care. Excellent. Well, I know these are busy times for you, so I appreciate your taking a, a few minutes to join us. No, happy to do it. Thanks for the thanks for the opportunity. Well, that is a wrap. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the OAS Podcast. Once again, I appreciate your patience as we get our podcast schedule back together. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with new tales of innovation. Finally, don't forget, as I mentioned at the top, we have OAS at ASRS happening on July 25th in Chicago. And of course, OAS at AO will take place on October 10th in San Francisco. You can register for both. Take advantage of our double play package and you'll save a bundle of money. So go to ois.net to register. That's it. Tune in next week, excuse me, next time, and we'll have another great tale of innovation for you on the OIS podcast.